You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Today's guest is Becca Booker. Northern California made, Becca received a double major in marketing and journalism from Barrett, the Honors College at ASU, and now lives under the sun in Phoenix, Arizona. Shortly after graduating, Becca created her business and quickly became respected as entrepreneur in the Valley. Dubbed the modern social media queen by Arizona Foothills, Becca is revolutionizing the social media game and inspiring brands to use innovative tactics to grow their social media. She also is a loving dog mom to Jojo, her healer mix. Why, yes, her dog has an Instagram. Oh my gosh, y'all. Definitely check out her dog's Instagram. And can be found with a venti ice soy mocha latte in hand, almost at all times. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better to grow your business online. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, social media strategist and digital content creator and influencer. And today I am so excited to be talking to Becca, fellow fellow agency owner, about growing your social media while avoiding burnout and also managing a team. It's 2022. It's the beginning of the year. We really want to have a strategy to be able to grow our businesses, but also a strategy not to be stressed out because we all know social media is complex. Things are changing. Instagram changes every other second, it feels like. So we really want to be able to have a plan to go into this so we don't avoid burnout. But then we also are business owners, right? You may own an agency. You may have a team. So how do you do all of that? So in today's episode, we're getting into all of that. And I'm so excited to talk to Becca. Becca, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Thank you, Michelle. I'm doing great. I, as a disclaimer, I'm getting over a cold, tested negative four times for COVID, but we're doing all right. So you might hear that in my voice, but other than that, spirits are high. (laughs) Yes, we're so glad you're doing good. We know that this, the C thing is going around, but we are all doing well. I'm so happy that you are doing better. And thank you so much for showing up today. So this is, of course, one of my favorite topics because I feel like burnout is something that we don't talk about in the social media world a lot. So I really want to dig deep into this. So let's let's get straight into it. Social media, as we know, can be really time consuming. A lot of people really complain about not having enough time or feeling like it takes up a lot of time to be on social media, post on social media, to run your business, to come up with a strategy, all of these things, right? But what are some mistakes that you see business owners make when it comes to managing their time on social media? This is the biggest thing. And I mean, I feel like this question is the number one question. It's like, how do I even manage my time and how does this not take up so much time? Right. And I think that comes back to like the step before even getting to social media. It usually has to do with like not having a marketing calendar in place. Like so many people do not take the time or effort to lay out like what is your month or your quarter look like from a marketing perspective? Like when are products dropping? Do you have um, blogs coming out, YouTube's coming out, 
podcasts coming out. Because let's say in the instance where you're in a position where you have a social media team and you're no longer like, you know, you're out, you're assigning that to the social team. If you don't have your like ducks in a row before get passing these things off to your social team, you're already setting yourself up for failure and your social team is going to despise you because you're going to be like, Oh shoot, I forgot about this blog post or like, you need to have a plan. And that's like the most important thing to saving time. Yeah. I think a plan too. And it's like so many different apps like ClickUp, right? We can use ClickUp to make sure that we're organized and that we have, it can send you a notification. Like a, a plan is really good because we have something to go by. I feel like when we don't, you can be all over the place, right. foggy brain. It's like that that factor that you said about, hey, just make sure we're all on time Like with this project. I think it affects other things and then other things can ripple into other things. And then what if there was a deadline? So it's like having the content or the copy or whatever it is needed for the project is really important. And it, and it matters in time management. Do you guys use ClickUp? We actually use Asana, very similar, okay. but same kind of idea. But um, one thing I think we do that that helps a lot is we treat um, our own social media like a client. Like we expect the same deadlines, produce the same amount of content. Um, And I think that that is something that kind of separates us because if we were to like be a little more relaxed with our content or something, it, it doesn't help us to attract a high quality social media client. Like we have to treat ourselves like we're our best client, we're our highest paying client. Um, And so that's something that like, I make sure we have systems in place to treat us that way as well. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people forget about their social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they, They just do everything last minute or they don't have a plan. And it's like, but how are you going to reach the people you're trying to reach? If you yourself aren't promoting your social media, especially listening, if you're listening, if you have a social media agency, if you do anything with social media, VA, all of these things, if you don't promote yourself on social media, then how are you? I mean, of course, word of mouth and all that is still great. But if you're utilizing social media, you should have a plan. So I'm I'm definitely glad that you said that. And I love Asana. I love ClickUp. You guys, there's so many tools, monday.com. Like there's something for everyone. Airtable. Okay. There's everything. And also Trello. So many organization apps. But how do you stay organized and how do you prevent burnout? Because I think not being organized can definitely lead to burnout. And I think that some of us may say, oh, no, it's not because I'm not organized. But it may be because you're not organized. When it comes to social media, there's so many things, Canva documents, all these things. But how do you keep that organized so that you aren't burning out, so that you aren't you can work smarter and not harder? So we use Asana um, and each client has its own project and the beauty and the beast of social media management is that um tasks reoccur like sometimes you know that's a great thing sometimes it's a headache but the nice thing about those tasks reoccurring is you know every week we know we're going to plan another grid worth or another week's worth of grid posts another week's worth of pins so like those tasks always come back to us and then like learning like whatever task management software you use, learn how dependencies work amongst your team, like especially if you have a team, because that way when someone on my team finishes um, writing captions, I get a automatic task created for me to go in and approve those 
Like that way there's no, there's nothing getting mixed in between the lines. But honestly, a big part of preventing burnout comes to like your boundaries and that's going to come from your contract. And honestly, how you present yourself on your discovery call with new social media clients. Like it's literally starting from before they even contact you. They like, they're trying to see how available is this client going to be to me? Are they going to bow down if I call them at 7 p.m. at night? Like I had, um, I was in negotiations in maybe like October with this like pretty big brand and well-known brand who wanted to hire us for social media. But we have a section, you know, in our contract that says our hours are nine to five. And they were like, what if we ever wanted to have a meeting at 7 p.m.? And my attorney suggested, um, I basically put like a really high hourly rate for any meetings that need to happen outside of that. But like how miserable that they ended up not proceeding with us. And I think that was like a total blessing in disguise. Like that is just not, even if it say it was just me and I didn't have any employees, like that would be really hard on myself. But like, I would feel awful making my employees show up to a meeting, a client meeting at 7 p.m. Like awful. And this was like a pretty big company that like is a night, like has plenty of employees, has you would think a nine to five culture. Like why do they want to work outside of 5 p.m.? Yeah, no, that's really important, too, for people running teams It's to understand the boundaries. And I think that that's very important that you said that very boundaries are very important. I talk about boundaries all the time. So we definitely need to understand that when you're partnering with social media, you know, it's it's not. Of course, we want it to be all day, every day thing, which it can if we have multiple people like working on the account at different times. But like it's not a. Every It doesn't have to be like a massive everyday thing. Things can definitely be planned in advance. Of course, we'll always have our eyes and ears to the streets when things change or if there's something that we like we need to respond to, you know, that like the COVID and everything, like the whole change of the culture of social media has just changed. So that's really, really important, too, about boundaries and team building is really important to, you know, be able to have a team that is not being burned out, you know, messaging and email. It's It can be a lot. So we really do have to come back to understand. I think that social media is just like so easy and it's an easy culture and just people. I don't know. They they get involved in it and think that, you know, it's just I don't know that it's it's easy to do. Right. Do it could be they, easy to do, but they're on Instagram and they think it's exactly the same. And it's more strategy into it. So, yeah, it's not just, oh, I'm posting a picture on Instagram. It's more strategy. I definitely that 100% agree with that. So we are going to avoid burnout in 2022. If you are listening to this, if you're a business owner, we're going to avoid burnout. If you have a team helping to manage your social media, let's do have these meetings and talk about what content we can pre-plan. That batching, that's going to help you. And we talk about batch, batch content creating on this podcast a lot. So make sure you check out those other episodes. I also want to talk about some do's and don'ts when it comes to social media for business owners. I know that as social media strategists and agency owners, we see a lot of mistakes and we really do, you know, really want to help our clients put their best foot forward on social media and have the best strategy. We are always listening to the streets of social media, Instagram, you know, it's going to be video heavy. We want to be like TikTok, you know, you want to keep up with TikTok, you know, we want to help our clients understand what platforms they want to be on. So what, what are some do's and don'ts that you see for business owners or that you see some mistakes being made? And some really good dudes too. 
I see a lot of accounts struggling to find the balance, or maybe they don't care to find the balance between either being way too salesy and every post is promoting to buy something or do something, or accounts are sometimes afraid to be salesy at all. Like they have a hard time finding that like perfect medium. And I think a lot of that comes back to like focus on growing your community first, because if you're attracting people who want to see every single one of your posts, I guarantee you they're not going to want to see a salesy post every single day. But if you're providing them and nurturing them with information that's valuable or entertaining or newsworthy or inspirational, like I could go on, they're going to want to stick around. And then when it does come around for you to promote your product that is in line with the community that you've been growing, they're going to buy. Like it's, that's a very oversimplified way to put it. But um, that's definitely like a big issue I'm seeing. Also, I continue to have clients come to us who have big brands, big budgets, but they have bought followers in the past and their engagement rate is just awful. And it's so frustrating because it's like we have to dig ourselves out of the ground when we start working with them. And it's not like we're just starting from zero and trying to get, you know, your engagement rate back up. Like we're, we're literally starting from underground. Like I usually recommend that clients remove those followers that have been purchased. Like they're doing nothing for you, like literally nothing. Um, back in the day before the, um, Instagram link sticker on stories was provided to everyone. That was a reason a lot of people bought followers. But these days, like you literally do not need, you don't need that. Um, Do your social media manage a team a favor and never buy followers. So that's another big tip I have too. The followers on my social media channels. I talk about that every single, I've made reels because you guys, please don't, Think about buying followers. It's not going to work for you. Here are a few reasons. Number one, it's going to mess up your analytics, okay? Followers cannot, li- I mean, they like the stuff, but it's not really a real person. So they're really not going to buy, right? They're not going to engage. And if they do, if the bots do engage, it's like, I think there's this new bot going around and saying, oh, I see you posted. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. Do not buy followers, okay? You want to build a community, of genuine people. So by the time that you have shared about your product services, and then they're already, they're going along the funnel because that's what you have to remember, right? You have to bring them along a customer journey, along a funnel. And by the time they get to the end of the funnel, now they're ready to buy. Now they're ready to tell the world about your products. I'm saying this also because I've worked for a multi-million dollar brand and build a community as well to understand and know that we had to build up the community in order to eventually get that sale, educate them with blog posts, with, you know, going live. So utilize all of the features. You don't, you don't just have to post a, a picture to, to the feed, post videos, right? Things that your audience is going to engage with. And then once you do that and build that community, they are going to eventually buy from you, but that's going to take time. And you guys know, I'm always honest here on the social media decoded podcast that it takes time to grow on social media. It's not going to be overnight. So I'm really glad that you said that because it was spot on. Thank you. Um, and even like, if I could just add one more thing is say like you have 2000 organically obtained followers, um, and you buy 8,000. People think like there's that's there's no difference between their engagement 
there versus if they were just to stay with the 2000. They're like, so whatever, I bought 8,000, we have a higher number. It's like, we still have the 2000 that are there organically. But no, (laughs) because what that tells the algorithm is that 80% of your followers do not care to see your posts anymore. Whereas before, 100% did. So you're now like working completely against the algorithm to even have those original 2000 followers see your content. Um, and it's, a, it's honestly really hard to come out of. So never do it. <laughs> yes. Do not buy followers, but everybody on the social media decoded podcast, they know not to buy followers. Um, I also want to talk about how tough it is to, grow a business on social media. We know that it's tough and we know that it can be done. But I want to ask you, because I know that you said you still focus on your social media. And I definitely 100% agree with that. My personal brand, I use my personal brand to help bring in clients, but I still want to share content to bring in clients, right? And so how do you do that? Um, And what has been the toughest part of just growing your business on social media? Yeah, I... Like, it's hard, not going to lie. But one thing I did um, right, I think, is early on, I delegated to my team. Like, they're in charge of managing the Instagram. They're in charge of sending out our newsletter. And yes, I it's my responsibility to oversee the strategy and kind of, like, help with the marketing calendar behind those. So that, like, what we're sharing on social and email is in line with generating sales, generating leads. But I had to take that off my plate. And that's something that's really hard to do when it's like your business, your baby. Um, But I'm so glad I did it when I did it because I couldn't even imagine trying to grow my agency, nurture my team and grow my own social media at the same time. Like you have to pick strategically, like what are you good at and what do you want to oversee? And then outsource the rest to your team or, you know, contractors, if you have contractors, but like for me, I, I've trusted my team to do our social and our email. But if I say like you instead really like you love doing your own social, then you have to pass off something else. Like, can you pass off HR or um, all invoicing or I don't know, pick something just like pick, pick strategically. <laughs> no, I definitely agree with that. I definitely, I still do my own personal brand social media. I do need a social media manager for our agency page because we have a lot of new things coming and it's kind of on the back burner because some things happen. We're hiring some people. We have to let some people go. So it's just like a whole thing, right? But I do definitely agree with that and hiring people to help with other things. So like I've hired people to help with podcast production or YouTube production and VA, things that I know that I need help with so that I can continue to create the content and do the things that are going to help bring in the clients, the money generating activities. This podcast is a money generating activity, right? Recording live videos, that's a money generating activity. So that's what I want you guys on the Social Media Decoded podcast to think about. Everything that you're doing is money generating activities. Everything that you don't like to do, that you don't want to do, pass on to somebody else because it's going to help you. If you are, if you have an agency with social media, if you're a business owner selling power drinks, whatever it is, you still have to have a strategy. You still have to have a social media strategy. You're still going to have to pass things off and 
number one, understand social media first before you pass it off, but pass the things off that you're, you may not be good at so that you can continue to grow and flourish your business. So that is why we are having this amazing conversation today. And I, I love just what everything that you said. Thank you. So I do want to talk about one last thing. And then I want you to tell us where we can find you because, oh my goodness, this has been such a great episode and I'm really great. I'm really feeling good about talking about this topic because I feel like burnout in social media, it's just like not talked about. And we really need to be able to balance this and just have a better balance with social media, a better relationship with social media and not look at it as like this chore because that's how it like feels sometimes to people as a chore. But you want this to be a positive part of your business because a lot of tools on social media are totally free and you can utilize them. So the last thing I want to get into is I know that growing a team is hard, but how do you also simultaneously grow a team and also run your social media? Say you have an agency, but you're looking to fill and hire. Do you hire an HR person? Like, what do you think about that? Well, I'd say the toughest part of growing a business has been getting in the mindset of growth because what comes along with growth and increased revenue comes increased spending, which can be really scary. Like as an agency, your number one expense is always going to be payroll because people are paying us for our time and our talent. Um, and so it can be uncomfortable looking at our payroll expense or, you know, like deciding to invest in another team member because I believe that their skill set would help us to like niche down on a new type of client or, you know, be able to offer a different service. Um, so like getting in the mindset of abundance, I think is going to be really important. And that goes for growing your business and growing your social media. But honestly, if you like, sure, we're all social media managers here, but if you dread posting to your own social media, if you're viewing it as a chore, you energetically should not be doing your social media pass it off to someone else because your followers, your community, they're going to pick up on that energy. They're going to tell you don't want to be there. or You don't feel like posting today. So it's almost better just to like remove yourself from that equation and put someone who's going to be really excited about it in that position. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that because if it feels like a chore, it's, it's not going to be good. And you're right. People are going to know, oh, she doesn't want you know to show up. But I definitely believe that you can show up. I mean, if you really want to, you definitely can. Just come up with a really good strategy. And you can schedule things. I, we didn't even get into the scheduling like on later or planally or plan. You can schedule these things so that you have more time back in your day. That's, that is what it's all about. So this has been such a great episode, Becca. Can you let us know where we can find you and all the amazing things that you have going on? Yeah. So you can find our agency at Instagram, at Instagram or <laughs> at homemade social with an underscore at the end. And then my personal Instagram is bbooks, B-B-O-O-K-S. Um, so I'm always available on those two channels. But we have a lot coming out for Homemade Social this year. We have a lot of resources and downloads on our website, including courses as well. So if you're looking for some um, informational tools to either, one, improve your, so- improve your social media, or two, systemize your agency better, I hope we have some something to help you. And I definitely will contest that you do because I definitely bought your amazing resource. So you guys definitely check out her resources. If you have a social media agency, she has templates already made for you. So this is saving you time. This is helping you avoid burnout. So definitely 
Templates are the way to go. So I am co-signing. Love the template. So definitely check them out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.